focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Hebrews 10. We're going to read from verse 1 through verse 8. And then I will cite a couple of verses. A couple of verses by myself. Hebrews 10 from verse 1. The word says, let's read together. For the law, having a shadow. All right, let's start again. I want everybody to read. So please look at the screen. 3, 2, 1, let's read. Having a shadow of the good things to come. And not the very image of the things. Can never with these same sacrifices which they offer continually, year by year, make, make those who approach perfect continue. There is a reminder of sins every year, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In bond offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the volume of the book it is written of me to do your will, O God. Previously saying, Sacrifice and offering, bond offerings and offerings for sin, you did not desire, nor had pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. Then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. He takes away the first, that he may establish the second. By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. Somebody say, I understand it. All right. So we're going to be, I'm going to be tutorial as well in the service, even though I might prophesy and make some declarations as we go along. But if you have not been following from last week, you want to actually go back to second service last week and listen to that. Of course, you can listen to the first service, but I'm talking about in the context of this particular teaching. Listen to the intro charge. It was more of a charge last week on Code Red and established certain basic things and I built on those things in the first service. In the second service, I want to talk more about what the blood actually does and how you can engage, if you will, the ministry of the blood. How you can engage that. How does that translate into the quality of your life today in Lagos, Nigeria? For those who are watching from Atlanta, Georgia, or those who are watching from Pretoria, South Africa, or those who are watching from, where else would it be? Honolulu, where? In Hawaii. Qatar, Qatar, Oman, wherever you're watching from. How does the blood make sense, if you will, for me? Now, understand a couple of things that we see in this text. It says sacrifice and burnt offerings and offerings for sin you did not desire. So God doesn't have a problem with sacrifices. God did not abolish offerings, but he has abolished sacrifices and offerings for sin. In other words, the sin issue has been dealt with. Any other thing that you're trying to handle, maneuver, add to the sin issue is completely baseless. It is an attempt in futility. Why? 
there is no degree of sacrifice you can make again now that is not that is superior to what the priests did for hundreds of years are you following that so for hundreds of year hundreds of years people would take bulls goats turtle doves and all those things and kill them and kill them and carry blood and shed blood and it was a very messy and bloody process. In fact, the priests themselves had to be blooded because they had to be marked by the blood. I can see Kenneth is smiling at something. I hope it's the revelation of the word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. She's so deep. She's already in the next phase of the teaching. Come on, everybody. Let's celebrate God for, for Kenneth's death. Right about now. So it had to be a bloody thing. Father, we thank for the spirit of wisdom and insight in the name of Jesus we see clearly, we see the Christ. We embrace him and walk in the fullness of his purpose in Jesus' name. <clears throat> so this priest and all those guys, they had to shed blood over and over. And we're, we're going to look at a couple of times or places in which this blood or the animals were killed and what used to happen. But in Hebrews chapter 10, he says that these things were a shadow of the good things to come. Can we have this in TPT Hebrews 10 verse 1? They are a shadow a weak outline a weak outline now look at what it says the old system of living where under the law presented us with only a a faint shadow like an outline right a crude is the word a crude outline of the reality of the wonderful blessings to come. So all of these things at the end of the day, God has wonderful blessings in mind. Everything around this blood, this lamb and all of that, God has what? Wonderful blessings. We saw that earlier in Revelations, right? Where it says the lamb of God is worthy to receive blessings, honor, glory, reaches right so god has all of this now even with its steady stream of sacrifices offered year after year there was still nothing that could make our hearts perfect before god right keep going keep going keep going for if animal sacrifices could once and for all eliminate sin they would have ceased to be offered and the wash would have had clean consciences. In other words, if the animal sacrifices, Shego, were actually enough, right? It would be done. Wouldn't it be done? So I was supposed to do some illustrations today, and maybe I'll do it next week. But if somebody can help me hook, hook me up with this illustration pieces, that would be great. I mean, like, who's an illustration plug in here? Like, this. <clears throat> Get a, a white um, handkerchief. The white handkerchief, it gets stained with maybe blood or oil, right? And then you try to use water to wash it. Is it likely to go? You try to use maybe some kind of spray. Is it likely to be clean? You dip it in water for a while. Is it likely to be clean? Oh, give me some more life. Some of it may come out. Now, if you put some detergent in it, what's detergent? Deter agent. An agent that deters the dirt. Oh, y'all didn't know that. Some people think I'm doing fabu. Actually, nobody taught me, but nobody taught me, but I, I've come to understand things. But some of you feel like it doesn't make sense. 
You have to be able to unpack things for you to understand them. Okay, let me ask you. What are words made up of? Letters. So people put letters together. Then they agree that this is what we'll call this thing. It's not people that bring letters and say we agree that one I'm looking for detergent, don't bring knife. You don't know it's agreement that brings meaning. Are you aware of that? That's why you have to agree with the blood for its full meaning to make a difference in your life. That's why in marriage, it's not just the man that does the vow. The woman also does the vow. Because the mutual meaning will have implications on both of us. In other words, no one person can be fully committed in a marriage to ensure the marriage stands. Do you get Now, has any detergents in this world actually introduced itself? Hi, my name is Mr. Detergent. My name is D, and my surname is Detergent. No, so, so get detergent. Now, you put detergent in the water, does it clean the, the oil? Elder <laughs> said it depends on the one you use. Yeah. But generally, it may not. If the, the dirt is really deep, the oil is a lot. Like palm oil, right? So what do you have to put in it? Jig. Now, you put jig or bleach or all those things, parazone, whatever it is, or hypo, go hypo. But, <laughs> hypo, go hypo. Now, when you get hypo, we feel wipe. You know, sometimes hypo can wipe out even the shirt. Yeah. Talk to me. People are, they have degree in hypo, hypoism, hypothesis. So they say, yes, that's part of my shirt. Now, the blood of bulls and goats, sometimes they would cover the scene, but they couldn't cover it for a long time. So ultimately, they could deal with part of the scene, but they were also destroying the fabric. It was like bleach. Are you seeing that now? In other words, I will take my bull or my goat or my ram to the priest. Even the priest, thank you, who was walking in holiness because he had a set of rules. There were things he couldn't do. Precious is good to see you this morning. Precious is with us this morning. Precious guys, stand, stand, stand. If you want to know the story of Precious, ask Cooper or myself or LT or Japhet. Right. Now, even the priest that was holy, by the time he's done killing those sacrifices and all, what is he more conscious of, holiness or sin? Shout it. So the blood of animals could not eliminate sin. Otherwise, the first time they offered a lamb, then sin should have been dealt with. But there was a bigger issue. He said the worshippers would have clean consciences. Because the deal was not just the act of sin, but a conscience that was laden with sin. In other words, it's possible that the blood covered your sin, but then your conscience is still stained with guilt. Do you know it's possible that somebody is not holding charge against you, but you are still hiding from the person? So the person has dropped the charges, but inside your own mind, you have your own power bank that is charging the charger. 
he couldn't deal with it. It's that instant once, once was not enough so that the repetitive sacrifices year after year, the worshippers were continually reminded of their sins with their hearts still impure. As it was in the Old Testament, many believers are still dealing with that right now in the New Testament. Where God says, I'm not against you. The charge has been dropped. The blood of Jesus has not only covered your sin, it has taken away your sin. But some believers are still conscious of that. Jesus came to embody the fullness of the sacrifice and the burnt offerings, right? He came to do that from verse 8, we see that. Sacrifice and offerings and bond offerings for sin, he did not desire, nor had pleasure in them. It's a multiple bond offerings, sin offerings cannot satisfy your justice, even though the law required them to be offered. Verse 9, then God said, look at that. Then he said, God, I will be the one to go and do your will. So by being the sacrifice that removes sin, watch this now. What does he do? He abolishes animal sacrifices and he replaces what? I want you to understand something because this second service is about understanding this. He replaces that entire system with what? Replaces. So this covenant now in his blood is not a top up. It's not the icing on the cake. It's not an additional touch. It's not, you know, let's upgrade God. Let's upgrade. No, it is a replacement of the entire system. So the New Testament is not an app you installed on the old OS. Is God changing you from Android to app? Because in Android, you always say, and, 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 and. I need to add, and, 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 and. But in the Apple ecosystem, everything is connected. So as I write a note here, it updates here. Once God tells me in my spirit, my mind picks it in the New Testament. I'm not waiting to have an extra flash drive because I already got it in the flash. Oh, some of y'all didn't get that. Don't get attached to your gadgets. It's an illustration. Because people are like, hey, let me go and save money and buy Apple. After Apple, there will be another thing. It might be Mango. The technology companies before Apple. Remember Siemens? They made phones too. Sonny Erickson, they made phones too. Alcatel. Motorola has rolled away in the motto. Sir Gem. Sir, we are no longer a gem. So you must understand that. He replaced the entire system. What was the old system? The old system had all of these things. Verse 11 says, Furthermore, every human priest stands at the altar of his service, ministering daily, offering the same sacrifices over and over again, which were never able to strip from every side of us the sins that envelope us. Can never take away guilt. Amplified Classic says the sins that enveloped us, right? Couldn't do that and take them away. Whereas though this one Christ, after he had offered a single sacrifice for our sins, that shall avail for how long? For all time. What has he done now? Sat down at the right hand of God, 
then to wait until his enemies should be made a stool beneath his feet. You know what that means? The church will come to a place of conquest. We are the ones that will manifest that victory in the earth. Next verse. For by a single offering, he has forever. Don't what? Please read this because it's talking about you. Okay, can everybody read it? Completely, completely cleansed. So when God looks at you, he sees you as completely cleansed. Why? He's not seeing you through the eyes of your history. He's seeing you through the eyes of his sacrifice. So somebody goes, if that's the truth, so why do I still feel like this? Because your conscience needs to experience the ministry and the purging power of the blood. Your sins have been taken away, but now your conscience is still holding the particles. So for example, you know how it is, you're eating, you're eating, you're very excited, you're wearing white, all white, you know, white night, you're dressed all, all white, right? White pants and all, all of that. Then you're eating food and it drops on this. Immediately what happens? You want to scoop it away. So you take it away, right? Is there a stain? The scene is the food that fell has been taken away. The stain is your conscience that is sin conscious. So the blood of Jesus has a ministry not only to take away sin, but to purge your conscience. Oh yeah. And I'll show you from the Hebrews chapter 10. Let's go to verse 18, Amplified Classic, Hebrews 10 verse 18. You ought to see this. Now, where there is absolute remission. We looked at that word, Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 earlier. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Vivian, is good to see you. But look at what it's saying. What is remission? See, can you read that thing in bracket? Now, where there is absolute remission of sin, what is that in bracket? Forgiveness and cancellation of the penalty. What it means is, God is not just saying, no problem, I'm forgiving you, but I will show you. God is not saying, I will show you. He said, anything that was supposed to affect you, because of that sin, I have canceled it. Oh dear, I thought somebody was going to be excited. Is it that it's too good to be true and you're too tranquilized or you're trying to process it? If you are grateful that everything you did in the back of that bus and everything you did in the abortion hospital and everything, you see, because people don't believe this and your womb has been damaged by that, when it's time to believe that you still have a baby in spite of a damaged womb, you struggle because a part of you believes you deserve not to have a baby. Oh, can I help somebody today? 
You get married and there's no issue and all of that. The doctor say, oh, low sperm count, low sperm count and whatever. Because you already put your sperm in places that don't count. I'm not saying that's the case for everybody. I'm just saying in a particular case, right? So you put in place. So the devil tells you, you already put all your places, your sperm in places that don't count. So you now have to account for the things that you did. But God is saying, even though you put your sperm in places that don't count, that doesn't count because I now count the blood. Yeah. This will change your walk with God. This will free you from compulsive behaviors. This will lift burdens off you. Cyclical patterns will be broken once you understand the power of the blood. It is not about willpower because you cannot be more willing than people that were bringing lambs for years and years. They were very willing and able. You are saying, I won't do it again. Have you killed lamb every week or every year? Are you getting the point? Christ has done the work. Stop doing overtime. Oh, come, son, send, send that to me. That's great. White paper. Look at what it's saying now. John, are you getting what I'm saying? Sire, 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 sire. Don't waste the good melody. Now. Gotta get the key. <laughs> now, where there is absolute remission, forgiveness, and cancellation of the penalty of these sins and law breaking, there is no longer any offering made. There is no longer. No longer. Do you know what it means? If you believe this now, you can be free from any cycle now. So I was bought, so I don't belong to me. Do you get it? Wow. The simplest thing to believe, but the hardest to accept. Changes everything. So what does the next verse say now? It says, therefore, brethren, since we have full freedom and confidence to enter. Oh, you're not seeing what I'm saying. Do you remember the parable? The parable where people were invited to feast and all of that. And there was one guy that was wearing filthy garments. And they found himself in the place. Now said that the, if he's not dressed in the right garment, right? They will now come and say, hey, guy, how did you even get in here? You remember that? And they will bandy him and throw him out. Because environments dictate costume. So when you're going for a wedding, no matter how crazy you think you want to be, you're not going to go with a bikini, right? They might get there in 2050. The way, maybe, 20, I don't know. The way they are going now. Because I actually wear a bikini with veil. <sighs> But right now, folks are not going to wear bikini, right? Okay. Now, if you're going to the beach in your right mind, you're not going to go with a three-piece suit. Except you as well, like I tell you, man. You go, suit them. You go everywhere, right? So environment. 
Now, the holies of holies, impurities cannot go there. That's why it's not called holy place. It's the holies of holies to let you know how deep the holiness is. Now, gee, God is inherently holy. So anybody who has stains, it's like an all-white party. It's an all-white party. You're about to get in. You get stained with a pot of oil or a little girl carrying ketchup wants to catch up with you. And then it gives you a cheap of. So you're stained. Do you know that whether people see the stain or not, the conscience of stain holds you back? Are you here now? In your mind, you feel everybody can see it. And you know, sometimes you have good friends who want to help you ease into the place. And they see the map of Africa and say, oh, no, honey, it's not so bad. Oh, you're not seeing that. But in your mind, you know this thing is bad. But you know your, your friends are trying to help you. Now, now, Jesus does not come as a palliative friend. He does not even come with bleach and all of that. He comes with his own garments. His own costume. And because he has paid the price and cannot be stained because he has no sin of himself, when it takes his robe of righteousness and puts to you, you think he's going to be naked. But he can be naked because his righteousness is eternal. So there's always one more robe of righteousness for everyone who believes. Oh, someone, somebody, I'm preaching better than you're responding right now. In other words, no matter how many robes of righteousness it gives you, Jesus will never be naked. So he gives you the best robe. That's the parable of the prodigal son. He says, therefore, since we have full freedom, full freedom, full freedom, and confidence, Freedom is that you've been licensed to do it. Confidence is that you give yourself permission to do it. Confidence to enter into the holies and holies. How? By the power and virtue. There's a song we used to sing in my secondary school fellowship. Father, we have confidence by the blood of Jesus Christ to come into the place. Anybody knows it? These are the real believers. I'm joking. No. Once you believe in Jesus, you are a believer. But they, they are seasoned. <laughs> to come into the place where you are. Now we're singing it. To come into, who knows the song? Where you are. Father, we have confidence by the blood of Jesus Christ. To come into the place where you are. To come into the place where you are. You know it's a... Okay. <laughs> they are part of the family. You know, in the house of God, if you don't know the lyrics, Jesus sings them for you. Just enter. If you can enter an aircraft, everything, there are seven people in your class, you eat it. Body odor, you are eating. Oh, come, come on, Sam. Can't speak grammar, you're eating. Snore up a storm, you're eating. I'm talking about you. 
that as you hear the smell, you are inside this aircraft called Christ. He's serving you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You don't know the Christianese, but it's serving you. You don't know how to carry yourself. You don't know that when you're in an aircraft, you don't cross your leg. You put your leg there. The hostess called the Holy Spirit would be like, man, please, could you arrange your, you know, arrange your fit? The, the Holy Ghost is your hostess. The host with the most. Are you getting the point? He said, now we have confidence to enter into the place. By, into the holies of holies by the power and virtue in the blood of Jesus. Next verse. That is through his flesh. In other words, be in this fresh and living way, which he did what? Shout that word. Why? Because your walk with God is an initiation. You are a ritualist. Somebody say, I'm a ritualist. Tell me to explain it better. Before people go and be doing things. Because somebody sounded like they, they wanted to do some things. But I'm a ritual. <laughs> Next, we're going to bring cowhide and horn. Red. Initiated and dedicated and opened for us through the separating curtain, veil of the holies, that is through his flesh. In other words, the flesh of Jesus is a curtain. This is the reason his flesh had to be lashed, slashed, so his blood could flow. And not only could the blood flow so that you could enter beyond the veil. Don't forget, Hebrews 10 already told us that everything in the Old Testament was a what? A shadow, an outline, a template, a blueprint to give you an idea. So when Jesus was on the cross, come on somebody, can I preach a little bit? So when I say you are a ritualist, what I'm saying is that the death of Jesus Christ was a ritual. Was it a ritual? In a ritual, what happens on an initiation? Who was in the club? Who was in the cult, rather? Anybody in the cult? Don't worry, we're not going to judge you. Be like, ah, I'll never talk to this guy again. No, no nice, less cult behavior. Who was in a cult or a fraternity or deep sorority that had to do with blood? Femi, were you in a cult? It doesn't, like, do anybody in the street gang or cult? Street gang, anybody? That means we're not doing our work well. That's what it means. If you haven't saved people, who were in gangs and cults. <laughs> who was initiated into something? Okay, how many of you knew people were in clubs? Or cults? Deep ones? Femi, come, come, come talk to me. Let's, let's do this. In a cult, what happens before you join the cult? Come real quick. I want to show you some. You are not in a cult. I know. You are not. Femi was not. The whole world hear this. Femi was not. <laughs> In a call before they would say, oh, this guy, he was not, a, but you know people who were? All right, so tell me about the cult life. Sorry. About. Actually, I have friends that are in cults, actually. Is that sad? Isn't this? I'm not the one that is in the cult. I've said it, don't worry. So you're not in the cult. You are not in the cult. You will not be in the cult. But your friends that you knew that were in the cult, how far? How did they used to do their thing? Okay, um, 
they usually have um, meetings. Although before um, anyone is initiated, they would actually go through some processes and at times I think they go th through some codes and sometimes they are beaten, you know, they are lashed and all of that. So at the end of the day, you know, they get initiated into the cult. Yes. So the initiation, what does it involve? The actual initiation? Okay, I think it's with um, um, slangs and um, codes. They, they actually, um, so it's called like um, oro or something like that. So the... It's, it's a dimension of ritual, um, kind of thing. So there is a critical element in initiation. There's always what? Blood! Thank you. There is always blood. Blood is a blood covenant. It's a bloody thing. You are caught, they are caught, they mix the blood. Or they ask you to kill somebody, but there is blood involved. And the blood means we are now family. So if it's black axe, the black axe in any campus is protected by black axe. Are you getting are you getting this? If it's air, whether the air is flying in Lagos or flying in Unimade, where some people became unmade. As a university made a grow Unimade. Right? If you are air, you identify by that. So they stop identifying themselves by the departments they are in school. And they start seeing them based on bloodlines. Because bloodlines create demarcation. Oh, somebody's not hearing what I'm saying. What flows, flows in the bloodline. So when God told Abraham, take your son, your only son, and sacrifice him on a mountain, it was a picture of a ritual and initiation. In other words, if you can cut yourself for me, that means you're my family. If you can cut yourself for me privately when there's no problem, that means you can cut yourself for me when there's a real problem. Are you following this? So when Abraham took Isaac, it was like God taking his own son. He took him outside of the city, just like Jesus crucified outside the city. Isaac was offered up on a mountain, and Mariah, Jesus was offered on the mountain called Golgotha. There were stones that made up the altar. There were rocks that made up Golgotha. Are you following this now? There was wood that Isaac carried. Jesus carried his own cross. Isaac was willing to be the lamb. Jesus became the lamb of God. And so anything that you see in a ritual ceremony, oftentimes you will see food or meat. You will find blood and you will find junctions. Everything was seen at the cross. Because at the cross, there was a junction. There was a meeting point, an intersection. Are you seeing what I'm saying? 
There was meat. The body of Jesus was offered up as the Lamb of God. There was blood. So you were initiated into a ritual. And like you said, there are codes, right? The code of the believer. Just like the cultists have hidden languages that you only have to know. You can only know if you are a member of the cult or if somebody interprets the language to you. You also have the gifts of the spirit, gifts of tongues that you cannot understand except there's an interpreter. Are you hearing what I'm saying right now? If you don't know what I'm talking about, say nothing, do nothing. But if you know what I'm talking about, look for somebody and tell me I've been initiated. Some of you don't believe that I've been initiated. I've been initiated into the family of Jesus. I didn't say sit down. I said look for somebody. Tell them I've been initiated into the family of Jesus. I've been initiated into the family of God. I've been blood bought, blood washed. And guess what? This blood is superior. It's superior to the blood of bulls. Superior to the blood of gods. Superior to the blood of cultists. We're talking about the pure blood of Jesus. Jesus the Christ. If you're not excited about the blood, don't do anything. If you're not excited about the blood, don't say nothing. If you're not excited about the blood, don't go anywhere. But if you're excited about the blood, shout thank you Jesus for your blood. This is the reason if somebody looks at you and say you, I give you seven days, tell them not lie. Because my ritual is stronger than your ritual. You have an animal, I have the Lamb of God. You have a junction, I have Golgotha. You have wood, I have the cross. You have incantation, I have intonctation. My sacrifice is stronger than yours. You might have a tutu, and I finish with a tutu, but I have a first class sacrifice, a first class redeemer, a first class savior, a first class overseer, a first class shepherd of my soul therefore no weapon formed against me shall prosper and every tongue that rises against me in judgment I condemn I confute I rout my blood speaks do you know that blood speaks Cain and Abel the Bible says that Cain your brother's blood is speaking against you it's speaking justice, is speaking condemnation, is speaking guilt, but Hebrews tells us that we have a superior blood and that the blood of Jesus it speaks better things. So yes, the blood of your lost virginity may speak infertility, but the blood of Jesus says no. She's going to bring a baby into the world. She'll bring a prophet into the world. In fact, it will be a prophet, a prophet a pastor, a preacher. Give our four children where there was no belly. Receive repair in your womb. Receive sanity in your mind. Receive clarity in your vision. Receive vindication in your emotion. I prophesy over your life. The blood is speaking for you. The blood is speaking for you. Hey! He said the blood makes a way. I feel the power of God. In other words, the access code is the blood. If there is blood, he can pass. 
The ticket to God's party is blood. I see people are still praying. Maybe we should pray a little bit. Pray a little bit. Don't talk about R.E.D. Vicky! The devil has no business stopping your prayers. The blood speaks for you. The blood. Behind the veil, Cooper. This is the reason. Keep praying for one moment. for us this is the reason this body had to be broken access the veil physical veil was torn we'll come back to Hebrews 10 but let's go to let's go to John 20 verse 17 I'm still teaching keep your spirit open let me see if I can do it in 15 20 minutes let me see but keep your spirits open this will change your life you start seeing answered prayers anyhow you just start seeing it because the biggest issue has been dealt with it has been dealt with. Are you seeing that? When Jesus arose from the grave, see what he said now. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me. Do not hold me. For I have not ascended to the Father. But go to my brethren and tell them, I'm ascending to my Father and... And to my God. and before this, they will call him God, but not Father. And Father, the Lord's prayer must have been very tough for disciples to pray because it says our Father. Yeah. And at that time, it was boring them paternity by association. Yeah. But now he had done the legal rights. Yeah. It's like you go and inspect land, and you know the person who wants to sell land says, "Oh God, now your land be this so." Nylan, make you just collect them now. But you don't have the title deed. But when you have the title deed, the next time you're driving by, you won't say to your wife, ah, now my land be this. So it's, ah, this is our land. This is my land. Because you have authorization. Now, what had happened here? <laughs> hey, let me, show, let me show you something. I pray I just get this. This particular aspect of it was not in my original outline. What I want to show you, but it's very, very important. If you can go to Luke 24, verse 39. So he said, he had not ascended to his father. Ascended to his father to do what? He knows where you are. Follow this though. You can go to verse 38. Let me see if it's to help context. <laughs> hey, Baziah. And he said to them, why are you disturbed and troubled? And why do you, why do such doubts and questionings arise in your hearts? And they were on the way to Emmaus, they were, you know, troubled really. Verse 39, verse 39, see my 
hands and my feet that it is I myself feel and handle me and see why for a spirit does not have flesh and what so Jesus' glorified body was not flesh and blood Jesus' glorified body was flesh and bone what happened to the blood it was drained taken up to the father as a witness in the temple in heaven that's why he said to mary you want to hug me mary sees me mary wants to hug me try to hug me don't touch me because i need to take the blood and offer it in the temple in heaven as an eternal witness and if anyone who is not a priest touches the sacrifice it makes the sacrifice null and void so if you taught Jesus before he presents the blood to heaven everything I live for and everything I died for is gone this is the reason no man could touch the body of Jesus until he had presented to heaven the sacrifice would have been void but he says now I've already gone and I'm back touch me now because there's no blood in this body but there is bone to keep me standing and guess what if you believe in me you will not have to die like me but look at what it said flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God but flesh and bone will oh God oh God do you understand this the Bible says flesh and blood your blood is corrupt there's sin in it you can't help it how do you explain that you came out of fasting and your body was standing? How? Is it? Do you get what I'm saying? Ma'am, do you get what I'm saying? I feel like you're getting this message. Are you getting it? Shout your name, ma'am. Victoria, you are victorious. And we have another Victoria. Vicky, make sure you see Sister Victoria. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom because in that kingdom we are supplied by the light of God. But flesh and bone will. Now, do you know what Jesus was saying here? This is one of the most confusing things in the Bible because he had resurrected from the grave and it was saying, Guys, I'm not a spirit. Touch me. And see me. So if Jesus is saying I'm not a spirit, what are you saying? He's saying I'm a mystery. <laughs> I am as man as you, but I'm as God as my father. That's why he said, in John that we read, he said, my God and your God. My father and your father. Because back then, they just believed God has no children. Part of why they killed him is that he claimed to be God's child. But then they are killing him proofs that he was God's child. Because after they killed him, he came up alive alone again. Which means he proved. 
Because he can't do anything against the truth before the truth. Look at him and say, I'm a mystery. Precious, say, I'm a mystery. So look at the letters of Paul. Mysterian, 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 mysterian. What's mysterian? Mysterian was a carnal word. It was a regular word that talks about initiation. It's not necessarily something that is difficult to understand, but it's something that can only be understood when you are initiated into the group of people that understand it. <laughs> are you seeing this? Look at what it says, NKJV. Now, this I say, brethren, that flesh and... He didn't say flesh and bone, because flesh and bone will inherit the kingdom. That flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Nor does corruption inherit corruption. Further along it tells us, it said this corruption must be swallowed up by incorruption. Now what causes all the corruption in a human body is inside the blood. This is the reason any kind of sickness you're going through, what's the first test you're given? Apart from the physical, uh, what do you call those things? Vitals. Right after the vitals, what's the next thing? Because a blood, a droplet of blood can tell the story of your life. Can tell your paternity. Can even tell how long you're likely to live. Except something is done. Are you seeing this? He says, so when this corruptible has put on incorruption, for it to put it on, there must be a structure. So the bones still need to be there. The bones still need to be there. I don't want to go too deep. <laughs> the bones still need to be there. Now, do you know that Jesus had prints in his hands, right? Thomas said, I'm not going to believe you except I put my finger inside. Right? And he put his finger in, inside. The Bible never tells us that he came out with his blooded finger. All the blood was gone. So there is a witness in heaven that speaks that you are bought. You are purchased. You are redeemed. Let me give you R-E-D and try to close. Number one, R is redeemed. Redeemed and released. R-E-D, redeemed and released. The first thing that the blood secures for you, redemption and release. <laughs> First Peter chapter 1, 17 verse 20. Beautiful song choices, KMT, as usual anyway. But today was just completely in sync and I'm happy that we made that change about the, I was hoping you guys would get it in the first service. You guys did not get it. It ends the sin cover. The blood doesn't cover your sin. It is the blood of bulls, bulls and goats that cover. Because you know what? If something is covered, it can be discovered. God does not want to discover you sinning. He discovers you walk in righteousness. You may stumble in that walk. But it's... Do you know what the Bible calls in Isaiah 35? It said a highway of holiness. Do you know what that means? 
even if you have make errors on the highway of holiness, you've stumbled and fall, you are still on the highway of what? If somebody has an accident on Lagos about the express road, where's the person? So somebody can be caught in sin on the highway of holiness. That's why I said if any brother is caught in sin, you are more spiritual, go and help him. Because the blood speaks for him too. Are you seeing this? First Peter chapter 1, 17 to 20. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold. You see, that's why it's something more than gold. You guys were in tune because you didn't see my notes, but your spirit was alert, right? Like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by what? Traditions from your fathers. Another word for fathers or ancestry is what? Bloodline. It's a bloodline. So when they call you on the line, you pick it up. It's true. They know the line that tripped up your father, your mother, your grandfather. So in some families, alcoholism. It's in the blood. Somebody drank enough for the devil to know, ah, for the next 16 generations. This guy, no matter how smart he is, we're going to trick him. See, the brands will change from Burukutu to Mue. But even though it's Mue, why am I Mue? Mue. So the brand will change, but what is in the bloodline? If it's a line, it's a line. Do you understand? How many of you remember Ifase? <laughs> Clarence, you're playing football and you just set the sets your leg. The person stumbles because it's in the line of their path, of their line of progress. So the enemy knows what can trip you. Yeah. Are you getting it? Some people give them all the money in the world, they don't move. But give them power, and all the pride in this world will show up. Not everybody who doesn't commit sexual sin is holy. Some people do not commit it because they cannot. It's not in their blood and some things don't stand. So how will you judge holiness based on inability? Do you understand? That's why many parameters you're using to judge your life on people is very wrong. Because you're trying to use one scale but you know social media right now, you know back then social media, you only judge based on what? Just comments and likes, right? Facebook back in the day. Do you know now? Shares, saves, reposts, regrams, stories. So there are more metrics to measure a thing than you think. So many people, when we look at the lives of people and you're judging them, you're using one or two metrics and God has maybe like 255,000. So how can you do the work of judging? How? Oh, this person is doing better than me. Whether you know, they've not even scratched page one of your 400-page book and you're in page 20 of your 100-page book. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand? Because God doesn't measure effectiveness by how much people see you doing, but how much of what he has called you to do you're actually doing and how you're doing it. So you're not bored with all these perishable things. Aimless conduct, tradition from your fathers. Give it, give it to me. Give it to me quickly. Verse 19. Oh dear Lord. But with the precious blood of Jesus, the blood of Christ as of a lamb without 
blemish and without spots. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times. For who? Can you give me AMPC, Amplified Classic, from verse 19? Hmm. <laughs> Isaiah 35 that I quoted 15 minutes ago. <laughs> Verse 19. First Peter 1 19. Quickly, quickly. But you were what? Purchase. What does it mean to purchase? Purchase. You were bought. It was a transaction. If you had, you saw a bag, Hermes bag, thousands of dollars. Remember, when we were in London, I saw one, I think it was an Asian man. Asian man must have been maybe around 50 something. And there was this other girl. The girl must have been around 22 or 20 something. The man, Girl was very fine, very, very beautiful lady. Was one of those, I think it was Westfield, one of the high end. So she brought, I think it was a Versace um, suitcase and some other stuff and all of that. She got to the stuff and I overheard the person over the counter say, Sir, sir, it's, I think it's 18,500 and something uh, pounds, pounds it was. 18,000, like, two or three pieces of something. And the guy brought out his card. Now, he paid for it. She took the bag. The next day, can you imagine if somebody from that shop goes to the house, her house. Obviously, I don't think she was his daughter. I think she was the daughter. Anyway, see how far people will go. <laughs> so people are like, ha, God, give me a sham boyfriend. <laughs> Imagine going to that house the next day and somebody from that business says, ah, bring that bag. What will happen? Call police. Why? Because that would be theft. Illegality. Now, what is going to defend, what is going to be her proof? Receipt. What is the receipt? The spirit of God in you is the proof that you were bought by the blood. He said he's the down payment of the purchased possession. He said we have a spirit whereby we cry, whereby we cry, God is my daddy. So you were not just blood, blood washed and blood bought. God gave you the receipt. So when any time the enemy comes against you, you don't respond as the customer. You respond as the product. You respond in the spirit. You respond with the receipt. Because your grammar does not stop the thief. Oh my God. Your receipt stops it. That's why the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. So when the enemy comes to condemnation, he convicts you of righteousness. 
The Holy Spirit convicts you of righteousness because it's the receipt. I don't understand the silence. Some of you don't look happy. It's too deep. The devil knows, but many believers don't know. Exactly. Alti said in the shopping records, the name is already there. See, like that of a sacrificial lamb without spot of blemish, verse 20. Verse 20. It is true that he was chosen and foreordained, destined and foreknown for it. That's why I told you that there are two identities of Jesus in eternity's past and eternity's future. What are the two identities? Lamb and the word. You're not going to see a lot of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus in Revelations. You will see the word and the lamb. And so they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and Jesus is the name he's known by in the visible dimension. In the invisible dimension, he's known by lamb and by the blood. Sorry, lamb by the word. So, does it mean demons recognize the name? No, they do recognize the name. But the reason they tremble about that is that the name of a man can terrorize them. Because yeah. <laughs> Jesus is a man. Hey. See, this whole thing, you're not the only person that is wondering. Even angels, that's part of why they worship. I'll show you from the Bible. The Bible calls it, great is the mystery of godliness. Great. Great. That mystery either produces rebellion or worship. But everybody responds to the mystery. The demons and the children of darkness, they respond with rebellion. Children of God and angels will respond in praise and worship. It's a mystery that when presented to you, you have to choose a side. You can't gloss over it. It's too deep. He said, before the function of the world, but he was brought out. Are you seeing that? To public view. Made manifest. In this last days, at the end of the times, for the sake of you. Somebody say, I'm no longer in the market of sin. Shout, I have been redeemed. Acts 20, 28. We read that in the first service, but for those who were not here, just write that down somewhere. Acts 20, 28. And if we have it quickly, we can read it. In NKJV. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Redeemed means that you are out of the grip, the control, the influence, the space, the environment of your former owner. Your former owner could dominate you, could control you, could manipulate you, could scam you, could lay on you, could push you. But now you have a new owner. Ownership has changed. Your body now belongs to God. Your heart now belongs to God. Your mind now belongs to God. Your thinking now belongs to God. Now, anybody here who is still in that place and wondering, ah, doesn't mean I need to stop lying. You're getting it wrong. You don't need to stop doing anything. You need to start focusing on the lamb. I'm telling you this. <laughs> hey, I'm Oya. I will now do it again. 
You won't do it, but it will do you. Because your focus is wrong. Because the focus is you. Because you're worshipping the problem. Life is focus regulated. That's why everybody who loses focus ends up in the wrong destination or ends up in destruction. Interestingly, almost everybody loses focus at some point or the other. So let me say everybody who loses focus for too long. Proverbs says, look not to the right and to the left. Walk straight ahead. One of the things that we do every Sunday is to refocus wherever the week. So don't, don't think about, oh, so does it mean I have to stop sleeping with my boyfriend? Mm-mm. You need to start focusing on the Christ. And the more his consciousness increases in you, the next time you're trying to go to your boyfriend's house, ready? the Holy Spirit, the witness of God on the inside of you, just say, do you know who you are? They're pressing your body like remote control to change channels and not channels of their spirit. Yet you are opening up. My friend, go back home, go back home. And some of you will not listen to that. Traffic will come up because God always makes a way of escape. The Okadama will start fighting you. They will tear your shirt. <laughs> As in the way this, <laughs> the laughter is increasing. No, I got you. Look at someone and say, we got you, we got you. I'm not going, I'm not, I'm not going to condemn you because Jesus does not. But I'm going to create conversations in your head. I'll use an example so that you can know that I know that even though we don't talk about it, some of you are dealing with it. And I will say from experience and also by prophetic pastoring. So some examples I use, I know they might be extreme, they are on purpose. Because I want to invade your conversation and say, no pastor ever said this to me or about me. Well, here I come. In the volume of the books. It is written of me. This stage of your life requires a pastor like me. So I will pastor you well. Thank you for appreciating us and the work we do. So you were purchased. And because you were let me let me ask you, so you understand what I'm saying. Who is more conscious of keeping the product safe? The product or the owner? So Jesus is more conscious of keeping you safe. Oh, but it happened again two nights ago. Don't worry. Trust me. Well, trust God. (laughs) But trust me too. Focus on the Christ. And the things that are not like him will fall away. If any man wants to follow me, Luke 9, 23, right? Let him deny himself. Let him carry his cross daily and let him follow me. In other words, let him make me his lifelong obsession. And all of a sudden, he's going to leave the fish that he thought were the entirety of his life. Because the fish gets fishy. Peter. Release. Being redeemed also means that I'm released. And being released means I'm no longer under the governing conditions of the climate of the shop I was bought from. Now, though that is true, man, what's your name? Mercy! See all the spiritual names God is sending us. 
Mercy came for the first service for the first time. She's here in second service. Come on, let's celebrate Godfrey. Victoria, Mercy, Vera, Vicky. Ah, ah, Vicky. So many victorious people. All right. That's, that's a sign that we're victorious, isn't it? Let me stop. Now, mercy. Oh, Lord, have mercy, but not now. <laughs> Though that product has been taken out of the shop, you've taken it out of the shop, you take it to the house, it's redeemed. It's bought. You have the receipt. Do you understand everything about that product? Why? It's still a mystery to you until you read the manual. The Bible is a manual that unfolds the mystery of Christ in you and therefore demystifies you in Christ. So the functionality of that product is dependent on the understanding of the person that now owns it. Are you seeing this? Now, does that product also still smell a little bit like Macy's or Westfield or Genesis or ICM? But still smells sometimes. The fact that there's still some sense from your past does not mean you still belong to your past. And when we pick up those smells, some of you, you know, I just just with you, I don't go deep with you, but you know I know the depth of what you're dealing with. So I wait for you to be ready. Eddie, remedy. So we can remedy. <laughs> don't let me go deep. Let me, let me just leave it. <laughs> this, the spirit of the prophet, so is the prophet. If you really want to know what I'm thinking, you can ask me privately after. When we pick up the scent of it, we don't condemn you. Because the fact that you're smelling like something you came out of does not mean you are still that. And we want to feed your consciousness of who you are now, not who you were then. Because it's what you feed that will grow. Number two, exoneration and exemption. So number one, redemption and release. Number two, exoneration and exemption. Verse Exodus 12, verse 13. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see, watch this now, not when I see you, not when I see you, when I see what? Oh, come on, somebody. I know some of you are saturated already, but we're about to get there. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. In other words, regardless of who you are, if the blood is on you, judgment has to pass over. China's with the blood of the lamb, judgment passes. Korean blood of the lamb, judgment passes. German blood of the lamb, finish, even though you are finished. And people think you are finished. Judgment passes. Yoruba Efiki, Bibio Idoma, Ishakiri, Hausa Filani, Fulani. The blood. He said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So the blood is a sign. Can we see Leviticus chapter 14 very quickly? You've seen all those buildings before. 
those buildings, maybe like they're doing roadworks, like they were doing close to our area um, some months ago. They're still on in some parts of it. But you know those buildings, sometimes they want to break down the building and expand the road or put a gutter or something. So what do they do? They mark Leviticus 14. Leviticus 14. They mark it for demolition. And then there might be some other ones that they just put, don't touch, or free, or something like that. God says, because you've been bought by the blood, number one, you are free from judgment. Oh, somebody's not getting it. You're free from judgment. And even though in this world you still have some trouble, you still have some tribulation, there is a limit to what hell can do against you. A limit. From verse 14. Let me show you. Somebody say, I'm marked by the blood. Leviticus 14 from verse 14. Uh, it's like I'll soon start bringing my own projector, projector to stage. The priest shall take some of the blood of the trespass offering. Now, what's the trespass offering when you've missed the mark? And the priest shall put it where? On the tip of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed. On the thumb of his right hand. And on the... Hey, 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 hey. So this blood was not just to cover sin. Sin, it deals with the nature of sin and the act of sin. Trespass. What's trespass? When you take a step, you shouldn't take. When I say no trespassers here, that's when Puna actually passed in Nigeria. But trespassers, if it's not your property, don't go there. So if it's not your domain or your realm, don't step into it. That's trespass. But the blood also makes a way for you there. So it says what you do is that the right ear of the priest, don't forget what I told you, that when you eat the lamb, a couple of things there, belt, you're ready to move, righteousness, you walk, sandals, priesthood, you have a scepter, kingship. So it's saying for your priesthood, when you trespass, when you do something that you're not supposed to do, the blood is where? On your right ear. What does it mean? Hear through the voice of the blood, not the voice of your actions. Judas did not hear through the voice of the lamb. He heard through the voice of his condemnation. So after he sold out Jesus, he killed himself because the only voice he could hear was, Oh, dear, foolish, you sell out. This lawyer will die. However, when Peter missed the mark, he didn't kill himself. Even though he was ashamed of himself. Even though he ran out. And when he saw Jesus, he still dove in there. But when he said, do you have any fish? He was hearing Jesus. That there's still an open door. He said, put the blood on your thumbprint. How many of you have thumbprinted before in voting? In other words, when you are voting in life, vote with the blood. Not politics. When you're making decisions. Is the stamp of your identity. It says the right thumb as well. This is what exonerates the priest from judgment. Exoneration and exemption. Number three, deliverance. Let me just let me give you some other verses for you to read because of time. Please read Romans 3, 24 to 25 on the exoneration and exemption. Romans 3, 24 to 25. Romans 5, 9 to 10. He says, for if we were enemies, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of a son, much more having been reconciled, 
we shall be saved by his life. That's Romans 5, 9 to 10. We have been justified by his blood. Romans 5, 9 to 10. Revelation 12, 10 to 11. We already read it, so I'm not going to read that again. Number three, deliverance and delivery. Deliverance and delivery. Deliverance from the power of darkness and delivery of the promises of God. Now, one of the things that happened with the blood is that it translated us. Covenant, are you taking notes? Are you got in lockdown in your mind? Colossians 1, 13 to 16. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. In whom we have redemption through his blood. What's the equation of that redemption? The forgiveness of sins and the cancellation of the penalties of sin. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of overall creation. For by him all things are created and the things that are in heaven, things on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Now, when the blood was shed, right, the veil was torn so we could have access into Christ. But guess what? The blood also cleansed us so that God could have access into us. This is the reason we are living in his house. This is the reason we are living in God's house, yet we are God's house. It's a mystery. Why? It's a two-way access. Access for God into us, access for us into God. So we are in God's temple, but we are God's temple. We are in God, God is in us. And that begins to explain to you the wheel within a wheel that I cited in the first, first service. You are a wheel after the likeness of God who is a wheel. And so things can turn around because you are there. He calls it the old the new agreement. Matthew 26, 26 to 29. Jesus took the bread, blessed it, broke it, gave it to his disciples. When I taken up a cup and given thanks, he said to them, Drink from it, all of you, for this is the blood. Can you give it amplified? He said, This is the blood amplified, it said, of the new and better. Normal amplifiers is new and better covenant. New and better covenant which ratifies the agreement and is being poured out for many as a substitutionary atonement for the forgiveness of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. What God said is an agreement, just like in the cults, in the cults. The agreement was, if we caught you, and you caught covenant with us, anywhere you are, we're going to protect you. That's what an agreement is. Anytime you need us, we're there. 
a church family is supposed to be deeper than a cult. But because many people are too conscious of what they don't have, who they are not, we're in competition with one another. And by the way, Kings is one of the environments where you're going to find the least politics. Least. But let me tell you something about politics and competition and all of that. Whenever you have more than two people, once there's a third party inside, there's going to be politics in trace. It's to be very trace amount. And what is it? It's just about taking sides. So if there are more than two sides, there's a third party, somebody's going to want to take sides with one person or the other. What neutralizes politics is covenant. It's agreement. Agreement that no matter how bad things turn, we're here for you. I got you. I got your back. If I need to plead for you, I'll plead for you. If I need to pray with you, I'll pray. I need to just sit beside you, I'll sit beside him. God had an agreement. The agreement was, Lamb of God, you're going to die. In fact, there was a cry in heaven. Who's word to break the seal? Take the seal and open it. Break its seals. Sorry, take the scroll and break its seals. Silence in heaven for the space of about half an hour. That's what the word says. And then the Lamb said, now, when the lamb said, I will go, guess what? Everybody's there worshiping the lamb. Why? Honor is connected to sacrifice. The person who makes the greatest sacrifice in any system eventually gets the highest honor. It's the reward system of heaven. The angels couldn't go because they don't have blood. <laughs> the lamb said I'll shed my blood shed it and the agreement was this anybody who comes by the blood so like that priest no matter the trespass let him roam into the wilderness if he, if he has blood on his right ear blood on his thumb blood on his toe is he accepted or not sure is he accepted why because of him or because of the blood So when you want to pray, instead of saying, ah, God, I don't even know if you're going to hear me today. I know you're very, you're very upset with me. I've been a foolish person. Just say, I, I enter by the power of the blood. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Thank you that this blood speaks better things for me. Thank you, Lord, for sanctification by the blood. Thank you for redemption by the blood. I'm so grateful you are a good, 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 good God. Thank you that this blood is taking care of my conscience even right now. And God, yes, I, I remember now that two days ago you gave me an instruction and I went against you. Lord, I opened up my heart and I exposed that disobedience to you. Lord, I'm so sorry for hurting you in that manner. But I receive empowerment and grace. Don't make your sin the discussion. Your sin was, was sorted out before you were born. Oh. Do you understand? Are you getting it? You fellowship with your sin. You'll be praying about your sin for 30 minutes. What you do is you receive grace. You receive, you receive grace. Give me that Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4. The throne of grace. Let's approach. That's what you do. Receive grace. Receive grace. Receive grace. Now that I receive grace in this area, I'm struggling with my flesh. My flesh is going wild. I feel like giving it to them. Or I feel like giving it up or leaving it up. Go all the way to about verse 12 or something like that. 
go all the way. Keep going, keep going, keep going. All right, 14. It's good to start. Inasmuch then as we have a great high priest who has done what? Remember what it told Mary in John 20. He said, I've not ascended. But now he said he's ascended and he has done what? See, Jesus is better than Iron Man. He had ascended into the invisible realm. Crazy stuff. And the temperature did not decompose his body. Because that body is incorruptible. If a human being goes to outer space like Branson and Bezos, you know, they're doing space tourism and feeling cool competition. By the time coming them are in their 20s, people will be going to space anyhow. Anyhow. It's going to be like, oh, I just got back from Mars yesterday. And folks who have not even gone to Ghana will be like, ah. He ascended. So if you were to go to space without the right padding, the body discombobulates after, you know, if the PSI is too high, the pressure quotient is too high. said he ascended the pass through the heavens. Jesus, Jesus, the son of God, let us do what? What do we hold on to? That's what we hold on to. Not the confession of our sins. Haven't you seen that? The confession of our faith. Because confession of sin increases consciousness of so it does not mean you don't confess your sin but it means that's not what you're holding fast to so let us hold fast our confession of faith in him verse 15 for we do not have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize and have a shared feeling with our weaknesses and infirmities. How many of you know that if you're melancholy, you can feel melancholic struggles more than somebody who's choleric? How many of you know that if you're choleric, you can feel somebody's feelings who's choleric more than somebody who's sanguine? The sanguine person is just all happy about it. You're very bunt. So he's saying that part of why Jesus took the body of a man is that it came in the flesh of man so he could feel everything you are feeling. If you like watching something you don't want, you, don't, you shouldn't watch, he felt it. Not necessarily that I wanted to watch that whatever that feeling was. It doesn't mean that he experienced every kind of temptation. But what it means when it said every point was tempted, every manner of sensation you had, whether anger or lust or pain or envy or jealousy, they were presented to him as temptations. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So he feels you. He feels the feels like infirmity and liable liability. Give me verse fourteen again. Confession of a faith in him. All right, verse fifteen. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to see, understand, and sympathize, and have a shared feeling with our weaknesses and infirmities. Verse sixteen. So we have weaknesses. We have infirmities. And what? liability to the now how many of you know that sometimes the reason you are sad is not because of the temptation but you actually feel assaulted which believing man is active on social media and hasn't felt assaulted by body parts once in a week or more men can I can I talk <laughs> 
is in your face. It's not like it's in your face. So what are you going to do? But one who has been tempted in every respect, every category of temptation. So if you feel, feel like slapping your twin sister into 1987, or beating your business partner, that category is anger. We're, we're attribution. Tempt in every respect as we are, yet without, watch that, yet without, so there is a way to be tempted and not sin as a man. Verse 16. So what should we do? We should just run free and be living free. No, what should we do now? Let us go and make New Year's resolution to conquer sin. What should we do? Fearlessly and confidently and draw to the throne of before it used to be the throne of judgment but the believer is not facing the throne of judgment is facing the throne of grace and the judgment seat of Christ the judgment seat of Christ to give you rewards the judgment seat sorry the, the throne of grace to give you as much grace as you need what's that grace the throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners that we may receive watch that verse 17 receive what mercy for our failures so we are not judged for the failures but he also gives us grace so we don't repeat them and find grace to help in good time for every need appropriate help and well-timed help coming so you feel like stealing money the pressure is a lot bills family members are ill this one is happening all of that one is happening you really feel like stealing you feel that's the way out God makes a way of escape the way of escape could be the person you're talking with in the office to change figures on all of that one phone call comes in or somebody calls him or somebody from Kings calls you on the phone and keeps you on the phone and begin to discuss Sunday service or something or master life there's always a way so what happens if I don't see the way if I don't miss the way or if I don't take the way does God throw me away no even if I'm behaving like a way do a way will do what happens in those kind of matters is you will go through those cycles again until you master it that's why I said Cain, Cain, sin is lying at your door but if you master it, you're going to overcome so also tenants of the flesh, they're in stages and like a game, you master stages, right? some of you are still in the tongue stage you still talk anyhow let's close what are we closing with? Two things. Gratitude for the blood and grace from the throne. Gratitude. It's okay for you to sit, but make sure you don't sleep off. Because some of you already look like you have enough revelation for the rest of the month. And maybe it's true. But whatever you do, right, where you are thinking for the blood, 
Thank him for the blood. Thank him for the blood. Flowing freely. Thank you for the blood. Washing away my sins. Thank you for the blood. Making me new. Grateful for the blood. One of the things that should give you is confidence. That's one of the things she gave you. Confidence. And you know why you should have confidence? It's not your confidence. I hope somebody is thanking God right where you are. It's not your confidence. It's blood-bought confidence. Your buyer has your back. Just like you buy a product and you insure it. When God paid for you, he insured you. Sins, iniquitous guilt of sin required punishment, but they are now cancelled. The word remission in the Greek is aphesis. It means release from bondage or imprisonment. It also means forgiveness or pardon of sins. It means letting people go as if they never committed any sin. So why is it so hard? Is your consciousness in heaven's account is not there next week when we teach on code 539 I will tell you how offense and bitterness can become a skill that you practice and how forgiveness can become a skill because they are accounting factors so when Jesus teaches forgiveness and freedom he uses accounting it's an accounting thing. And when Peter writes about it, because Peter asks, how many times should I forgive my brethren, right? Now, when Peter writes the epistle, he said, anybody that does not forgive his brother has forgotten that he was forgiven. So it's an accounting matter. It's an accounting thing. Forgiveness is an accounting matter. I know it's not always that easy. Right. But it's an accounting matter. As a skill. does God forgive everybody that offends him every day? How? How? Because it's God, right? What that tells me is the more you can forgive, the more you are like God. Oh yeah. <laughs> Godliness is rooted not in power but in mercy. That's why the mercy seat is in the most holy place. Mercy. How much mercy? How much mercy? How much mercy? But can you thank him for the blood? And to be more like God, guess what has to die? Less of you, more of him. I must decrease. He must increase. That's why he pains, because the sacrifice, that's what it is. But the more you do it, the better you become at it. Sounds like if I forgive people, they'll keep hurting me. You don't need to forgive people for them to keep hurting you. Even if you don't forgive, people will still hurt you and you will hurt yourself more. Thank him for the blood. Now somebody draw grace. You know that area that has tripped you up. You know it. You know it. Draw grace. Draw grace. Draw grace. 
Christ doesn't condemn you. The one who has the right to condemn you, he does not. So draw grace. Father, we give you praise for the blood. We thank you for cleansing and sanctification. Thank you that we are renewed. We are changed. We are forever transformed by the power of your name and the glory of your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We're not going back to the place where we are stuck. We're not going back to that place. We're now in that place where we are completely purified and purged. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. the first blood or write that down that could work and guess what you don't need to be a Rambo because you have the Lambo who needs the Rambo when there's a Lambo and you know once you understand how to relate with the Lambo you will no longer lost after the Lamborghini it will come if your purpose needs it Watch what is going to happen to you this week. Your prayers are going to be more confident. They're going to be more precise. The pressure level is going to drop. Not intensity or potency. Just the pressure you have on making it happen. You are in a win everywhere you turn family. Everywhere. You might not see the win, but the win is there. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.